Hi, I'm Pastor Lisa. Thank you for joining us for our online service today. As we continue on with the God series, we're talking about the different aspects and characteristics of God. In the first sermon, we talked about the God who hears us. In the last sermon, we talked about the God who knows us. And today, we're going to be talking about the God who provides for us. If you have your Bibles, would you turn to Exodus chapter 16 as we read verses 1 to 20. The whole Israelite community set out from Elam and came to the desert of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the 15th day of the second month after they had come out of Egypt. In the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us out into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. On the sixth day, they are to prepare what they bring in, and that is to be twice as much as they gather on the other days. So Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites, In the evening you will know that it was the Lord who brought you out of Egypt. In the morning you will see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your grumbling against him. Who are we that you should grumble against us? Moses also said, You will know that it was the Lord when he gives you meat to eat in the evening and all the bread you want in the morning, because he has heard your grumbling against him. Who are we? You are not grumbling against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, Say to the entire Israelite community, Come before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. While Aaron was speaking to the whole Israelite community, they looked toward the desert, and there was the glory of the Lord appearing in the cloud. The Lord said to Moses, I have heard the grumblings of the Israelites. Tell them, at twilight you will eat meat, and in the morning you will be filled with bread. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. That evening, quail came and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the dew was gone, thin flakes like frost on the ground appeared on the desert floor. When the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, What is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Everyone is to gather as much as they need. Take an omer for each person you have in your tent. The Israelites did as they were told. Some gathered much, some little. And when they measured it by an omer, the one who gathered much did not have too much. And the one who gathered little did not have too little. Everyone had gathered just as much as they needed. Then Moses said to some of them, no one is to keep any of it until morning. 
However, some of them paid no attention to Moses. They kept part of it until morning, but it was full of maggots and began to smell. So Moses was angry with them. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, indeed we thank you for this day and for this time that we can study and read your word together. Lord, we pray for your blessing upon this message. May you open up our hearts and our minds to hear from you. And we pray, O oh God, that truly your Holy Spirit would speak to us and that you would help us, O oh God, in our relationship with you to trust you more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. About a month had passed between the time Israel departed from Egypt to the time the nation reached the wilderness of sin. Water had already been a problem, and now a bigger problem had come. They had run out of food. They were frightened to the extent that they began to now reminisce about the good old days back in Egypt, where they sat around pots of meat and ate all they wanted. They began to reminisce and think that that life was much better than the life that they have now. They had become discouraged before they had even gotten started. They had been on the road only for a little while, and because they missed a meal or two, they now grumbled and complained, and they wanted to go back to Egypt. The Israelites had plundered the Egyptians before they left. They had carried the wealth of Egypt with them. But the problem was that they could only carry so much. So eventually, the products and the things that they had carried soon ran out, and now they had no more food left. We can sympathize with them because they were in this desperation need. They were in the middle of the wilderness. There was nothing around, no place to buy food or get food from or even grow food. They were only looking at what they had, and they knew that they didn't have anything left. And so all they could think of was it was much better back in Egypt. Their growling stomachs now produced grumbling lips. Now, you may have heard something called being hangry. This is when you're so hungry that you now start to become angry. And it's actually a real thing. Some of you may know that, and you may even be hangry at times. So we could say that the Israelites were hangry. They were hungry and they were angry. Yet God in his goodness provided for them. You see, the Lord may not always provide what we want, but he does provide what we need. And that is exactly what he did for them. They may not have gotten steak, they may not have gotten salmon, they may not have gotten chicken and the best of the best, but he did give them food. He provided for them what they needed. He met their needs and made sure that they did not go without, that they were not hungry and longing for something. Every evening, quail came into the camp. They got the meat that they needed. Every morning there was something laying on the ground that could be boiled or baked or fried that they used for food. That word manna literally means, what is it? 
They didn't know what it was when they first saw that layer on the ground of manna. And so their reaction to it was, what is it? And that is literally what manna means. What is it? Manna is a clear example of the Israelites' dependence on God. They had to rely on him every day for 40 years just to survive. So my question to you may be, what is it that you're trusting God for? What is it that you need him to provide? God may not always give us all the things that we want, but he sure does provide the things that we need. And maybe right now you're thinking, I need a new job. Maybe you're thinking, I need a spouse, or I need a child, or I need a home, or I need to restore a relationship. God gives us the things that we need. He knows our needs. He knows those needs even before we know them. And he is willing to provide the things that we need. We can trust God, knowing that he's been faithful in the past, and he will continue to be faithful to us in the future. He may not grant to us every wish that we have, and that's okay because God isn't a genie in a bottle to just grant our wishes, but he gives us what we need each day. The Israelites had just witnessed God's miraculous power at work. When they came out of Egypt, God opened up the sea and parted it for them to literally walk across on dry ground to get to the other side. They witnessed God's power firsthand at work. Yet instead of trusting God and praying that he would provide, they grumbled, they argued, and they complained. From verses 2 onwards, it says, In the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. Basically, they were blaming Moses and Aaron for bringing them out of Egypt and now blaming them and telling them that they're going to make them starve to death. It's better that they had stayed in Egypt. They were thinking that their life back then was good. And they made Egypt sound pretty good, except they forgot about the hard labor that they had endured. They forgot about the beatings and the treatment as being slaves. They forgot about how many children were thrown into the Nile River by Pharaoh's soldiers. They forgot about all the negative things that had happened. And instead of focusing on where God had brought them right now, they were wanting to go back to the life that they had, all because they didn't have a meal right then and there. How quickly we can forget the things that God has done for us and begin to complain and give attitude. We can learn from the Israelites to instead of giving, instead we should give gratitude instead of attitude. They were not very thankful for the things that had happened. They were very upset and complained. And instead of giving gratitude, they were giving lots and lots of attitude. Too many times we can focus on all the things we don't have 
instead of the things that God has already helped to give us and blessed us with. It can sometimes feel like the more a person gets is the more they want. And we can feel that way too. As humans, we can sometimes come across as feeling never satisfied with what we have. But we always want the best. We always want the latest, the most recent thing, the thing that's in style, the newest thing that's out there. And we can compare ourselves to other people, compare ourselves to what they have and what we don't have. Compare ourselves and look at the fact that God hasn't given us this yet. We can sometimes come across as ungrateful and feel like the grass is always greener on the other side. As Thanksgiving quickly approaches and is around the corner, I want to challenge you. We should do this every day, but especially right now as we focus on Thanksgiving, to look at the things that you do have right now and to truly give God thanks for the blessings that he has bestowed on you. May you set aside some time to truly look at those blessings and to be thankful. Thankful for all the little things. Thankful for the things that we often take for granted. Thankful for the ability to get up out of bed and to walk or the ability to see or the ability to smell or hear or just walk down the street and buy a bag of milk at the grocery store. So many things that we often take for granted. The songwriter tells us to count your many blessings, name them one by one. And I believe that when we begin to do that, we begin to look at all of the things that we have to be thankful for, and we can now give gratitude instead of attitude when we refocus and reflect on those kind of things. When we look at the positive instead of of the negative. Are you guilty of grumbling sometimes? I know I am. You may wonder, what is grumbling exactly? Well, grumbling is what we do when we stand in front of a full closet of clothes and say, I have nothing to wear. Grumbling is when we sit down to a wholesome dinner that someone has gone out of their way to prepare and say, I don't like this. I don't want it. Grumbling is when we go to work and complain that we hate our job and that we wish we didn't have to come here. When we grumble, what we're actually doing is complaining about what God has given us and what he has blessed us with. We're not complaining about our clothes or our food or our boss or our coworkers. We're complaining about what God has done in our life. And so we complain, and what we're actually saying is God hasn't given us good enough things or he hasn't given us what we wanted. And so when we grumble, we're actually complaining about what God has done. So the Israelites grumbled and they complained, and they were grumbling and complaining to God. That's what they were doing. So we may ask, how did God react and handle this? Well, God did exactly what we wouldn't have expected him to do. God answered their grumbling by providing for them every single day. How good, loving, and forgiving God is that he does not treat us the way that we deserve, but he treats us so much better. The truth is that some, some of us make 
grumbling and complaining an art form. Grumbling often can become a habit if we don't stop it and intentionally choose to give gratitude. We grumble if we're caught in slow-moving traffic. We grumble if our meal at the restaurant isn't delivered in a timely manner. We grumble if we don't get proper service at a store or if someone we know accidentally passes by us without saying hi. We grumble if the person who went into the door before us, went through the door, doesn't hold it for us. We grumble and we complain about a lot. Sometimes we don't even realize how much we are grumbling. The list can go on and on and on, but let's learn to give gratitude instead of attitude. To be intentional about giving thanks for the things that we have instead of what we don't yet have. And know that God provides what we need. Maybe not always what we want, but he does provide for all of our needs. So after the Israelites complained, the Lord was still gracious to them and promised to provide food for them. Now, as I'm preparing to be a wife, things in my life have now changed a little bit. I used to shop for clothes. Now I shop for groceries and things are different. But when I grow grocery shopping, like a lot of you who go grocery shopping, you know that you don't just buy food for that day. It doesn't really make sense that you would just buy the food that you need to cook for that day. You would buy food for the week or two to make sure that you have enough and you have a variety and that you can have a little extra. And especially if something is on sale, you may want to pick up an extra item or two because it's a good price. It's on sale and you don't know when it'll come on sale again. So that is the logical thing that you would do. However, the people of Israel in the wilderness didn't have that luxury. They didn't have that luxury of hoarding and collecting food enough for the week or two. What they had to do was take enough for that day. The only exception was on the sixth day when they had to collect double as much so that they could keep it for the Sabbath. You see, they literally had to trust God every single day to provide for what they needed. He always came through. The Lord provides for us one day at a time to test our dependence on him. God said that he was giving the children of Israel a test by giving them manna every morning. It says, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. On the sixth day, they are to prepare what they bring in, and that is to be twice as much as they gather on the other days. God was testing them by telling them, only take enough for that day, to see if they would trust him enough to follow his instructions. And even those who chose not to obey, they had no choice because it tells us at the end of verse 20, some who took more 
found out that what they had taken actually turned into maggots and rot. It was no good. And so it had to be thrown away anyways. So they could only take what they needed for that day. In the Lord's Prayer, we're taught to pray, give us this day our daily bread. That's because every day we need to depend on God. Every day we need to trust him for what we need and realize that God is our Jehovah Jireh. He is our provider and he gives us what we need. God was testing them to make sure that they would trust him. And in the same way, God often tests us to make sure that we trust him. But he tests us in different ways. And so it's important for us to look at our life right now, to look at it and ask ourselves the question of, do we trust God enough to provide for us, to provide each day for us what we need? And sometimes that can be a difficult thing. But do we pass the test when our employer lays us off and there is no job in sight? Do we pass that test of trusting God when the bills are too high and the funds are too low? Do we trust God enough to pass the test when someone asks us to give something we don't have enough of? God has proved himself faithful to us over and over again. He proved himself faithful to the Israelites. Every day, they faithfully received their bread and their meat. He gave them what they needed. And we can trust God to know that he will never let us down, that he will always give us what we need. David in Psalm 37 verse 22 says, I was young and now I am old. Yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. David throughout his life saw God's faithfulness at work in the lives of those around him. And he saw that God always provided. We can trust him. Let, let us learn from those little tests that God gives us every day that he has never and will never fail you. So God showed his character to the Israelite people as a God of grace. He showed them grace. The Lord's provision in our lives is actually a sign of his grace. He provided for their needs daily because of his grace. So you may ask, why is manna a sign of God's grace? Well, simply because they didn't deserve it simply because it wasn't something that they deserved to receive, yet he gave it to them. He showed them grace by giving them exactly what they didn't deserve. He said, I heard your grumbling, and this is what I'm going to do. Instead of punishing them, he provided for them. Instead of forsaking them and leaving them to provide for themselves and fend for themselves, he gave them daily reminders of what he had and that he was close to them. He daily gave them what they needed. For 40 years, God didn't miss a day. He provided for his people and he was faithful to them. We can trust God. He is a faithful God and he has always provided, maybe not always the best of the best what we want, but he provides for us what we need. He always takes care of his people. 
God often gives us what we don't deserve. It's a sign of his grace, his character, and who he is. And the biggest sign of God's grace is him sending his only son, Jesus Christ, to this earth to die in our place, to pay the penalty of our sins, something we don't deserve. But God provided that because he loves us and he shows us that grace. Whatever you may be going through in your life, whatever you find yourself in, remember that God is a God that we can trust. We can trust him to know that he knows our needs even before we ask. And he is already at work even when we can't see him. Matthew chapter 6, starting from verse 26, is a beautiful reminder of God's provision. It says, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about himself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. You see, we don't have to worry about tomorrow. We don't have to worry about the future. We don't have to worry because God already knows our needs. We just need to trust him enough to know that he is in control and that he will take care of all of the things that we need. The God who provides for us provides what we need, not always what we want, and we need to learn to give gratitude instead of attitude for the things that he does give us. The Lord provides for us one day at a time to test our dependence on him. And the Lord's provision in our life is a sign of his grace. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, indeed, we thank you that you are a God who provides. And Lord, we pray for that reminder Lord, there are so many people who are waiting and who are trusting for you to provide. And whatever that may be, O oh God, we pray that you would help us to trust you more and more, to know that you are faithful and that you have proved yourself over and over again. And so whatever it may be, God, we ask that you would take care of it, that you would provide that job that someone is waiting for, that you would provide that healing that someone has been trusting you for, that you would in your time bring that spouse into someone's life or help them to have a child. Lord, may you provide, oh God, that re restored relationship or whatever they may need. Lord, we continue to look to you and to ask for your will to be done in our lives, for you to be glorified and for us to trust you more and more. 
And so we thank you and we give you thanks and praise for what you have already done and for what you're going to do in our future. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.